How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little tired. I've been weirdly tired and I feel like it's because I'm using my brain. And so halfway through the day, my brain's like, hmm, I think I'm done now. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm like, oh, using your brain is good. But yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, I only have so much brain energy to give. And it might just be like winter and the holidays are over. Yeah. And now you're just like, it's a new year. Back stuck into in like January, stuck in February. Yeah. I could do with some sunshine. Yeah. All right. So we were going to talk about ethics. I know. I saw that we were going to talk about that. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> First of all, have some. Check. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a big topic. There are places that I wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're diving right in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what it falls down to. It's like, what do you do (laughs) with your life? There are places I wouldn't work for, God, that seems like an awful place to work. Just the actual act of being employed there. There are places that I would not work because I don't agree with what they do. Mm -hmm. Coinbase, I'm looking at you. There are pl- Facebook, <laughs> duh. There are places that I would probably, I think I would hold my nose more than some people to work. There are known companies in the Ruby community who do loads of good stuff, who also do slightly questionable stuff. As a company or like in terms of culture wise or who uses their product wise or both sometimes? It, and it really depends on your product. Like we're, we're quite, lucky at coverage book in that you know we are you know pr tools so i'm sure if i looked through every single customer that we have i would find some that i disagreed with what they were pring what we've done in the past where bad people have signed up i'm not like like really bad people we've taken their monthly fee and given it to the opposition i think we had someone some sort of uh it was not anti-environmental but like it was a slightly environmentally shitty business Mm -hmm. and we took their monthly fee and gave it straight to the wwf the animals not the wrestling i assume so (laughs) it's like the anti-wrestlers signed up (laughs) yeah the ultimate warrior needs our 99 bucks a month so that's one way we've kind of like Mm -hmm. and we're not a platform for people to serve actually we are we serve people's books for them on, on our website but we are not a platform in the same way that, say, a Twitter or a Facebook or a republisher is. So, yeah, like, and I've never been forced to work for a company that I didn't, forced by environmental circumstance, right? Forced by, I need this money and I haven't got another job kind of circumstances. So I've never had that. Have you had ethical concerns about where you've worked before without naming names, if that gets awkward? Nowhere that I've worked has been in a situation where while I was employed there, somebody, actually, that's not true. I mean, I think, okay, so I worked at a small shop and they were contacted by, I think, somebody who made guns. And there was like a whole conversation in the office about like whether we take their business or not and build them a website or not. And ultimately, everybody Mm -hmm. was against it. And we were like, no, we're going to turn them down because we don't believe in this. And so like that was a conversation that I got was privy to and got to witness. But 
other companies that I've worked at, that really hasn't been a problem. At Vimeo, I know that last year there were some things with problematic political people and like anti-vax people. And I think they actually violated the terms of service. So it got removed from the platform. And I think there are employees who kind of flagged that, which was pretty awesome to see. Part of the reason I went to work there, but I haven't worked anywhere where it was like, I was working there and I was like, oh God, I have this sinking guilty feeling because I know that our platform or product is being used for this terrible thing. I try very hard to not work somewhere where I'm going to like wake up feeling guilty every day. But it's interesting, right? Like if you're at a company the size of Vimeo or GitHub or Shopify or any of these sort of like large companies that let you put things on the internet, you are going to come into contact with people who are doing things that are completely legal and you just feels wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been in that circumstance where I would have to make the call. I suppose in a way I am at coverage book. It would sort of fall between all of us. And so like you said, like we're a small shop, so like we can yeah. have that discussion. Do we want to do business with this individual? Yeah. Because we're still at the scale where we can go, no, nah, not these individuals. Yeah. It's not like... But Vimeo's not, right? It's too big. We're much bigger and we have like a whole legal team and there's terms of service and you have to see if it's violating the terms of service. And sometimes, I mean, it's like you're getting into like First Amendment stuff where it's like, Mm. at what point are you crossing lines? And all like the things that I referenced happened before I joined, but I'm sure it will happen again. And I'm sure... Of course it will. (laughs) It's it's a matter of time. Just like... Humans can be human if you give them the opportunity, right? (laughs) I mean, it's like the same thing with Spotify. Something like that is going to happen if you are a platform that hosts content of any type or publishes content or allows people to put their stuff on your servers. Yeah. This is the Spotify is an interesting one because I'm like, Joe Rogan's always been that. He's always used that sort of the comedian defense. I saw it referred to somewhere where it's just like, well, I don't know anything. I'm just a comedian. But equally, they want to be taken seriously as someone with opinions, right? It's like a comedian shield. And like on the other side, it's happened. The Daily Show guy, John Stewart, he appeared on some dreadful Fox News thing. And they were like, well, be funny. I thought you would be funny. So I'm not, I don't have to be funny here. I'm just like, And they were like, well, you know, you do news, don't you? He's like, no, I don't. I'm a comedian. I'm like, there's, there's definitely something in that, that you sort of are doing news. Mm-hmm. And you sort of are a comedian. But it's just like, I think the Spotify thing is interesting because they pay him. Yeah. Very explicitly, right? It's very explicitly. Yeah. And I don't know. On that sort of content thing, I sort of come down on the, I don't think he should be censored for the anti-vax stuff. Like I think it's completely mad because literally everybody in the Western world has pretty much had it twice, maybe three times. We were, still, we were noticing people still dying of COVID rather than people still dying of vaccine things. But equally, I don't think you pull him off the air for that. And you sort of can't pull him off the air for being a wanker, <laughs> which he does appear to be. <laughs> I didn't think we're still punching up, I think, from, not, from our podcast to his. I think we're still punching up, so we could say that. Uh, didn't they like ask him? They, they started taking down some of the episodes or they... Either that or like they're putting some sort of, not content warning, but they put something, just like how Twitter did something similar, right? Where, where people were spreading yeah. misinformation and then Twitter had this new feature people, where they- presidents. You know, <laughs> and Twitter had this feature where they were like, did you read this article before retweeting? 
by the way, yeah. this art, this tweet might have something that like could be inaccurate, but we're not taking it off. But we'll just put this little blue banner on top. I just see. Yeah, I sort of don't feel like the answer to something you don't agree with, even if it's wrong, is to get rid of it. And then I don't know. It's a really delicate line because I can make a personal choice with my business, but it's. Well, I think once you get to like a bigger size, it gets weirder. Yeah. Because then you start the to line act almost becomes harder to police, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. And if we get a dodgy customer, we often joke about firing customers who are a bit annoying. They're perfectly nice people, but they're a bit of an annoying customer. Like mm-hmm. they'll be really busy on support or they'll be asking for stuff that we just don't think they should be doing or, you know, they're, they're <laughs> using our tool in a weird way to build PDFs. Like they're sort of using us as like a PowerPoint substitute. And it's like, we're just not sort of designed for that. So please don't use it like that and then complain when it doesn't work. That makes us sad. <laughs> so you can fire customers for that reason as well. But like, yeah, I, I'm super glad I'm not in any of that. Yeah, it's like, I think a lot of larger tech companies, they built this thing and they've got all this money and then they're like, oh, well, now I have to deal with hard problems. These are yeah. ethical conundrums and like, I don't know what the right answer is or we're going to try to come up with the best right answer. And like a lot of the times it's like a Band-Aid solution, like the Twitter thing. And it's like, well, you didn't really think you were like, oh, yeah, OK, how do we build this at scale technologically? But like what happens at mm-hmm. scale when you have a billion people on your platform spreading misinformation or hundreds of millions of people listening to things that are factually inaccurate? Like what is your responsibility as a tech platform, as a company? there and i think a lot of times they people don't think about that they're just like oh we got this much vc funding we're gonna scale from x to y and it's like all right well then what and i feel like we're kind of in the then what phase now it's also interesting is it how it intersects with the obvious example i can think of right now which is a weird one right it's hand washing right the hand washing in the time of covid thing when it all kicked off we were all frantically rubbing our hands raw and it turns out it is most likely spread by aerosols and handwashing doesn't really make any difference. And yet still, if you look at the platform, most governments are standing in front of with the three little circles on it. The first one is handwashing. So the trouble is, is like, it's that thing of in the public space, changing your advice or changing your mind is hard. And mm-hmm. we went the other way with masks. Some people did. Some, yeah. Right, like, <laughs> and, you know, and there is definitely some I mean, it did go super weird in the US, right? It's a bit weird over here, but it's super weird in the US. Yeah. It's like, out of control but here. Equally, <laughs> but equally, like, even as somebody who happily has worn a mask whilst that has been a, a thing, not happily, they're uncomfortable and annoying, but like, there is some evidence that it's kind of like, yes, probably helps. Yeah. It's in that weird, yeah, all right, cool, I'll do that. I personally, I'm just like, I'm not bothered either way, right? But yeah. There's definitely a case of, it's not totally locked on, that's the truth. And even some of the stuff that people are saying is totally not locked on the truth. And it's just on what people have been saying. So it it is that difficult thing. It's like, well, why would you shut one person down for saying a thing that might turn out to be accurate? It's kind of that weird thing. It's so messy. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's a little bit like... Your problem, not mine. (laughs) 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 On your your video platform. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've been in situations where we've talked about like, what do we do? Like my last job 
where we were like trying to build little platforms for communities. We had conversations around like, at what point do we say, no, you can't have your community on our platform. If you have a bunch of like neo-Nazis, if a neo-Nazi community wants to build their community on the product, you have their terms of service, but like maybe there's a world where they're not violating the terms of service in any clear way. And then it's like, oh, how can you shut them down? And I don't know. It's, I want to say it's black and white, even though I have my own personal opinions about what is and isn't okay. I think when you mm. get to the point of like operating at a larger scale, I haven't seen any company just be like very black and white about it. Everybody is like, well, we don't really see them violating our terms of service or until they do this, they actually can't be removed. And It's one of those things you sort of have to, you can only have a line if you are a, like a solid line based on consensus if you're small. You need to like the legal team to, to define what yeah. that is. And you know lawyers. I don't think they're big on black and white. I think shades no, of gray is they where love they to exist. Leave some gray area. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. And that gray is the color of the paper when you go cross-eyed from reading all of that. That's basically <laughs> all of the words turn into a big gray mess. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it should be that um, way, but I, I do think that is the reality. But it's interesting, at least if you don't think about it as a from the company perspective, but you just think about it like as an individual, you do have a choice. Most of us have a choice about we work, right? Even people who are, yeah. yeah, I hear sometimes people be like, well, I have to work here. And it's like, I would actually guess that most people, if you're in tech, it, like if you have your visa tied to a company, that's a different story. But like, there are so many tech jobs. And just based on the number of like recruiters out there and the influx of things, there are other options. I'm not saying that everybody should take the ethical high ground and just be like, I won't work for this company because I don't think that's going to happen. I'd refuse to work for certain companies, but I know that they have no problem hiring. It comes down to an individual decision, right? Your line is slightly different from everybody else's line, right? Like you can hold your nose for certain things and so other certain things just like, no, I feel that personally, right? Like it's almost like, I don't know, it's a silly, it's like what movies make you cry? Like some movies make you cry. Yeah. The beginning of Up, the end of Coco. For some people, they're just like, it's just a cartoon. It doesn't make me cry. What are, you, what are you talking about? I'm like, but it's exposing a life unlived. Don't you get it? They're together and they never go on their dream holiday. And Anyway, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm losing myself to the film up. But like, but other people, you know, my, my other half just watches it and goes, Meh, it's a cartoon. Don't buy it. Yeah. Nice songs, nice animation, but you know, no heartstrings yeah. tugged. No heartstrings tugged. Yeah. And it's the same for jobs, right? Like so for yeah. some people... They can just go, oh, yeah, I know there's bits, you know, and and, the, and those sizes of companies, there are bits of them that do great stuff and there are bits of them that don't. And there's, it's too easy to comment from the outside and go, nah, stuff those guys, yeah. I think. But you can say that, but not expect other people to think the same thing. Yeah. Or to think, I wish they didn't do that and I wouldn't work there, but I'm not going to say that's a bad place to work. I mean, more often than not, like the bad place to work stuff, as a segue, is, is the stuff on the inside. Yeah. I've had friends work for small charities and that is where the lunatics live. There are some <laughs> power mad people working and running small charities. Not yeah, Obviously not all of them, but like I've heard some horror stories of, yeah. because it's a small group of people and they're driven by mission and the mission might be great, but the interpersonal stuff on the inside is bananas. That's the other ethical 
line is like the how you treat people in your workplace, right? And that's kind of a, I don't know, like, have you been places that haven't treated people well? What have you seen that has that sinking feeling you described for like a larger company where you're like, oh no, this larger company is doing a bad thing. But like in a smaller circumstance where you've seen individuals behaving. I've definitely experienced individuals doing things that I'm like, "Mm, I don't really think either you know what you're doing or like, seems like you're a little bit, I've seen bad managers or like not very good leaders, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the entire culture was toxic. I think parts of it were problematic, but I don't think anywhere I've worked has been like, wow, this whole thing is so toxic. And I definitely know of other companies, they might not be like that now, but I've talked to people who worked there and at that time it was toxic or the company claimed to care about certain things, but in reality didn't. And I'm I'm very glad I haven't had to deal with anything super toxic like that. Like the things I've had to deal with, I was just, I don't know, they wore me down too in different ways, but I've heard of companies that are toxic for certain types of people or that say that they care about like diversity, equity, inclusion. But then I watch as all the people of color and all the women leave and I'm like, hmm, maybe they're, maybe that's not what they're actually caring about. It comes down to like, it's the follow through, isn't it? It's like, do you do the hard stuff? Not the hard stuff necessarily, but the harder stuff to follow up what you say that you believe in. Yeah. But then also you hear about people leaving companies and there was that MailChimp expose that came out, I think last year. And then obviously like GitHub has had its own share of things, Coinbase, like there was a whole, I think business insider article or multiple articles probably about them. And so like every time I read something like that, I'm like making a mental note. Of course, I haven't worked there. And sometimes I know people who've worked there and sometimes I don't, but I do make a mental note and just be like, hmm, like there's a little red flag next to that name. Just because yeah. when a journalist writes about something. And it's been sense checked, right? Like they yeah. all get sued. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one thing if it's like hearsay or if it's somebody telling me their experience. But when there's like an article written about seven employees who left for X, Y, and Z reasons because of these patterns, I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> and those things are always the patterns are close to the people at the top, right? That's the yeah. issue. It's always the, where I think it's, you know, my other half's worked in worked in a very big company and like some of the behavior from the people you might see on the website or just below the level of the website, those sort of leadership people mm-hmm. is just like does not, places are run as a culture of fear. I, I think a lot of it comes from that kind of culture of fear from above and then being out slightly out of your depth. Certainly some of the behavior that she'd seen from leaders who would refer to themselves in the third person as leaders, which I think is not a good trait. As a leader, I think this, just like, (laughs) you don't get to decide whether you're a leader or not. It's whether people follow you. And if they're following you through fear, then you've got a problem. If you have to say it, maybe. Or tattoo it on your forehead or wear it on a (laughs) t-shirt. Or a necklace with the word leader in little gold letters. I think that would be nice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) and that comes down to that difference between what you say and what you do yeah and in that inauthenticity gap is where the pain and the uncontrolled culture happens right because culture is everywhere has a culture and i'm also not super big on 
massive declarations of culture. Yeah. And no culture is perfect too, by the way. Like I feel like that's, people are, even me, the first five years of my career, I was like, like I had this concept of like a dream company where the culture would be great and this is what I want. And that was all shattered. And now I don't believe in that anymore. But I'm just like, every company has its problems, literally every (laughs) single one. So you got to choose which pain points you're okay with and which ones you're not okay with. And that probably changes throughout your career. The things that really matter to you might change over time. And the things you can put up with might change. But don't ever expect that any place isn't going to have its problems. But it could also be even down to individuals. Like I think of a company I was at where the founder left and then the company got into trouble and then the founder left and then there was a massive round of layoffs. And then post that, it actually became a nice place to work. Mm. Like post all that horribleness and also you somewhat lost the hard charging. And I think at that point, the, the VC unicorn dream was off the table. So it was just like, we're in salvage mode here. But actually the environment became much more collegiate and, and it was also partially like the people who were installed in the leadership roles in that company were also good. You know, they had a, they sort of had heat shielding for the madness of the rest of the business, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, I've heard it described as like a shit umbrella. Oh yeah. That's a great term. I learned that term a long time ago and I love that my, term. My friend Nick means prefers heat shielding. Because he's into his planes, as a space shuttle hits the Earth, because it's designed to burn off, so you know it's there, and it's you know mm-hmm. it's not an umbrella you're using to fend off something. The umbrellas are not used to fend off, but like heat shielding's meant to do what it that, so it's more deliberate. Rather than just being caught in a storm and being like, I guess I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so so an individual manager or team or agreement between multiple managers can form that for part of an organization where there are parts of the business that are dysfunctional. Businesses are not bad necessarily from the top to the bottom. Often if they're bad at the top, they're bad all the way down. You can have good businesses where the dysfunctional parts of it, you could have a really weird engineering culture in an otherwise pleasant business, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, I've seen that where you have, I met a founder of a business and he, despite running software as a service business believed he wasn't in the software business. I was like, you are, because that's how people buy your thing, buy and consume it. So you are. But he used to treat his development team like a sort of an abused agency. So like he just, he never got out. So he started with an agency and then never quite got out of the habit of treating them like an outsourced function. I think it took a long time for that to sort itself out. I mean, I've never come across anyone doing anything obviously nefarious like stealing or the worst is like I've just had people ghost jobs like they said they were going to show up and then never showed up yeah or showed up and then didn't do any work Mm, yeah (laughs) we're getting a bit away from ethics here but like that's the ethics of you as a person right that's kind of (laughs) yeah there's like a whole bunch of conversations you can have around like management and how to have hard conversations and performance and feedback and uh, all the hard people things. Oh yeah, we should definitely, we should cover that. Write that down. Someone write that down. I'll write that down. <laughs> Just generally, hard whoever's listening, things. are you writing this down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, are you lot taking notes? <laughs> all 10 <Wait>. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to come back to something before we run out of time, which is you, you mentioned like 
the things that make you cry as like a good mm-hmm. analogy for the things that you're like, this is my line. How could you describe that for you? I know you kind of mentioned some companies, but like if you had to describe that, quantify it, what is that line for you personally? Not like whether what companies do this, but just for you personally. Yeah. Is this organization doing good in the world? And I use a really wide definition of good because <laughs> I am fully aware that my company that makes software for PR people to do reporting is not, you know, solving the great troubles of the world, but we are removing a lot of shit work. And I consider that to be good work. Yeah. And I think there's so many things that are good work. And we're not trying to optimize the best thing. We're trying to make a good place for our employees to work as well. Like, so that's the other angle I come at it from. In terms of like places I wouldn't work, partially there's an overlap with what I'm interested in as well. So like I sort of get a pass for not working for big companies doing bad stuff. Like I'm not going to work for Shell. I'm not going to work for Facebook. I'm not going to work for any of these big tech companies because they just hold no interest for me. So I get kind of a pass on having to define it too hard. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's a general sense in the balance of the world. Are they a good influence on the world or a bad influence? Probably the most interesting one is Amazon, right? Like, because we all come to expect the things that Amazon gives us. And I mean that in terms of like, do you know what? I quite fancy so reading that book things. before I go on holiday in two days. Yeah. And also I quite like having no servers that I have to yeah. plug in myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, or the abstraction on top of that. So like, I am a slightly reluctant user of Amazon, mm-hmm. but then s- some of the stuff they do is good. And it's that, it's that weird thing. It's like some of it's fine and some of it's really, really not fine. And I think we're all compromised. Yeah. I mean, if you build websites and you use, unless, I mean, you could you could use a different cloud service, but like they're all kind of problematic. Google's not scot-free. Microsoft has its issues. True that. What <laughs> You could go, you use a different web service and then what do you do? You know, it's just so, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I think for me, the metric for me is like, how much harm are you doing? And there's different levels of harm, I think. I have a couple of things that I won't budge on. Like, I'm not okay working for anybody that has contracts with ICE. Yeah. Which eliminates a lot of companies, I think. But like, I think that's just because for me, that's like my up. I just can't do it. And it's, maybe it's a little arbitrary. It could be a different issue for other people. And like, that's quite, you know, it's like, I know that this thing is a bad thing for me and therefore I can't do it. Yeah. And to know that is a good thing, right? It's, and like you said, there's plenty of opportunity. If you are looking for a job, you don't have to go and work at Facebook, Google, or Microsoft. I think in some ways, they're quite pleasant places to work. Certainly, I believe the money is good mm-hmm. and money is useful in this capitalistic world that we live in. <laughs> and there are bits of it that you can work in. Like, There's a fantastic advert we've got on TV over here, which is a, there's a nice lady and she's talking about how she's putting solar panels in for Amazon. I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's the sort of thing that only one of those big companies can do is like try and run their data centers off solar. I'm just like, but I know that this is greenwashing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't look at the stats for US East one. But equally, yeah. Should she not do that job for them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, if she didn't do it, would that mean that they weren't doing it as a company? And like, is that holistically a good thing, even if you decouple it from the shitty things they're doing? 
Like, is installing solar panels a good thing, ultimately? But then you can't just think about it just like that. I hope so. I've got them on my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ethics is hard. I love that we were like, let's talk about it in 30 minutes. I don't know what we were thinking, but we'll just talk about all the things that make it hard. Buckle up, folks. We're going to go all night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... Yeah. I bet there's other industries, too, where you have the same thing. Like, surely, like, law. All industries. Medicine, to some extent. Although medicine's kind of like, I don't know. You're always helping people generally, right? You're saving people's lives. Like, there's few places, I think, where you don't have an ethical conundrum. I just don't think it's possible to not be compromised. Yeah. Which doesn't mean you shouldn't care, because I think some people would say, no, no, well, exactly, we're all compromised. Right. It, it doesn't make Who you, yeah, it doesn't make you nihilistic, right? Yeah. Oh, some people are definitely like, I'm going to get mine. But, but True. you know. In many ways, it's, it, you know, it's, it's choose your poison, pick the hypocrisies you can live with. Yeah. And don't work for Facebook. And that's basically it, right? <laughs> that's what we got from this. 